Time to move on to a new feature that's going to be on Radio 191 FM's Breakfast, brought to you by the Tiger Museum every um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, not Indeed. Fridays. Uh, John Moore with your political roundup, the important stories of your political day. Yes, so many politics, so much politics, so little time. That's um, right. And a happy suffrage day. Indeed. So that's our first topic. So it's uh, 125 years ago today that women in New Zealand won the right to vote in parliament- parliamentary elections. And New Zealand, of course, was the first country to allow women the suffrage. Um, as well as that, as far as I can tell, New Zealand was the first nation, uh, is the first nation to have three women leaders. So, of course, Jenny Shipley, Helen Clark, and Jacinda Ardern. Mm-hmm. And I think over the next week, we'll, uh, in the media, uh, hopefully on this radio station as well, we'll see a lot of reflection and discussion on, exactly on the position of women now in society. So has woman liberation, woman emancipation been achieved? Is there still a lot more to do? Is there a need for a new women's movement? Say. On to topic two, uh, New Zealand's military role in Iraq and Afghanistan. So this week, um, Jacinda Ardern, our Prime Minister, announced that New Zealand would continue to have a military presence in both Afghanistan and Iraq, and a review will be carried out next year of exactly what should be the role of New Zealand's military in both of those countries. Um, Ardern commented that the New Zealand Defence Force has made a significant contribution to peace and stability in Afghanistan since 2001. And of course this is a, um, a contested statement with uh, people on the right arguing that New Zealand's military role is very important in Afghanistan and Iraq for uh, stability in those countries and people more on the left arguing that perhaps New Zealand is playing a sort of neo-colonial role uh, in those countries alongside allies such as America. Now. Um, Last year, Nikki Hagen and John Stevenson uh, published their book Hit and Run, where they argued that the New Zealand military was involved in civilian deaths in a botched raid in Afghanistan. Uh, so, certainly, Labour's decision to carry on deployment in Afghanistan and Iraq is going to raise um, further questions and further debates on this issue. Um, interestingly, the Greens, have, uh, who are Labour's partner in government, have come out opposed to extending the deployment of troops in Iraq and Afghanistan. However, New Zealand First, Labour's coalition partner, has, has come out firmly in support. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in terms of the, the, the three parties that effectively make up this government and their different views views on military deployment overseas. Um, Ron Mark, our uh, Defence Minister and New Zealand First Deputy said, uh, for NGOs to be able to deliver to those people they need security. So this is the main argument for troop deployment in those countries. Next topic, the continuing Claire Curran political saga, and I'm sure Claire Curran would wish that we weren't still talking about her (laughs) (laughs) and her troubles, but um, the Dunedin South MP has been in the news again over the secret meeting she had with technology entrepreneur Derek Hanley. Um, The fallout from the revelation of the meeting led to Curran losing her cabinet positions, and then subsequent to that, uh, she resigned from all her ministerial posts. Derek Hanley was offered the role of the country's first chief chief technology officer, but will now be paid out $100,000 after that offer was retracted by the government. Um, The opposition has been pushing for the emails between um, Curran and Hanley to be released, and Speaker of the House Trevor Mullet has told the government to produce the personal emails uh, for for the sake of transparency. Um, Mullet Mallard <laughs> said it would be good for transparency for Mr Hipkins to bring the emails to the House. Finally, uh, more news about the Massey University and Don Brash saga. Um, 
Kiwi blog uh, commentator David Farrer, uh, through the official information act, was able to get his hands on uh, emails from Massey University and from the Vice-Chancellor Jan Thomas, and it seems that uh, Vice-Chancellor Jan Thomas hasn't been straight up about her reasons for banning Don Brash from campus. Of course, if we um, remember, uh, Don Brash was stopped from speaking on Massey University on security grounds. But the documents released under the Official Information Act reveal that the Vice-Chancellor was more concerned about Don Brash's political views than security. Uh, in an official information act request by right-wing blogger David Farah, documents show that the Vice-Chancellor Thomas did not want a quote-unquote Tertiary-led university to be seen to be endorsing racist behaviours. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out now that it's been shown that the Vice-Chancellor hasn't been exactly straight up about her reasons, and uh, yes, uh, is her job maybe in the balance. Perhaps you should change the name of your university. <laughs> yes. All right. Think, ironic. Yes, yes. Just a little bit. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for that, John. No problem. The first political roundup every yes. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Exciting stuff. Randy, that's right. That's riveting. It's riff politics. <laughs>